Hey guys, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Alt Monarchist. Hello there, and I'm your co-host, Neo Dio, King of Wow Reacts. Yeah, and you guys are listening to the Hall of Kings, and today is an interesting subject. Um, so a couple of days ago in Kenosha, Wisconsin, there was a black man who uh, was uh, killed by police officers. And so when I first watched the video of what happened, I did not get the whole context. I just saw a black man walk into his car. I mean, if you watch the video, he's kind of non-aggressively walking to his car, but the police officer is right next to him telling him, sir, stop, don't go there, stop, sir. He's telling him to stop. But the black man is ignoring the cop. And the black man is about to go into the car. The cop uh, walks up behind him and just shoots him right there, uh, right in the back. And so uh, I did not understand the whole context prior to like that whole scene. Apparently, he was being aggressive before, and apparently he had a knife on him, too. And some folks even zoomed in on the video footage and showed the knife right there. And also, there's other um, information out there saying that the black man, oh, by the way, his name is Jacob Blake. They say that he's also a rapist who raped a 14-year-old girl, but somehow was never convicted of that. But, uh, like, I, I don't know the whole story behind that, but apparently, yeah, he's a, also a rapist. And so um, there, but like a lot, the black community somehow decided that they wanted to rise up and defend another criminal, just like George Floyd. And I'm not saying George Floyd's uh, death was justified, but uh, they're trying to compare, conflate this or compare this to George Floyd. J uh, basically, they're trying to make Jacob Flake and George Floyd like the same incident. And so um, um, basically the black community which, again, does not represent the entire black community, of course. These people do not represent every single black person in America. But the black community in Kenosha started to do what the people in Minneapolis did. They started to riot. They started to loot. And, of course, uh, this time, uh, a bunch of militia guys uh, said, we're not having this. We're, we're going to clean the streets. And then they decided to do some night patrols. Amongst them was 17-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse. He was uh, with those militia guys. Uh, and uh, in the daytime, he would actually be cl uh, cleaning the streets. He was uh, photographed uh, wiping off graffiti off the walls. You know, uh, a very good kid, patriotic and stuff like that. And um, it's pretty... Uh, and then, th like, it's pretty interesting that he was allowed to carry a gun. I guess his parents... Uh, let him carry a rifle. And again, personally, I'm not against that. I mean, if I have kids, I'll teach them how to use a gun and everything. So like, uh, that doesn't really bother me, but I just thought it was pretty interesting how like, uh, a 17 year old kid actually left his home state to go to another city and to try to protect the neighborhoods. I'd say that's very courageous actually. But well, the um, funny thing about that is yeah. that really quick, if I may interject here is that he lives only about 20 minutes away. Uh, from Kenosha, so it's not like he went from like um, uh, Michigan to Wisconsin. Uh, no, he was only about twenty minutes away uh, from Kenosha. Granted, over state lines, but only 20, 20 minutes away. So it wasn't that far of a trek. But at the same time, um, it really does go to show that he did care about what was happening and wanted to protect his community, even if it wasn't in his own state. That 
Yeah, that's uh, that's reasonable too. Yeah, I mean, like basically, if you live in a state, uh, like 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 a, and there's a city that's uh, in a different state, but it's literally just twenty minutes away from your house. Yeah, like it makes sense that it's also part of your community. Plus, uh, a lot of folks who live on state lines, uh, they usually they don't view the other state as uh, strange to them because it's right next to their house. You know, like I remember uh, when I was a kid. Uh, we went to this church conference in New York with my parents and uh, we got lost and we asked the folks, Hey, uh, is this New York, Pennsylvania? The guys are like, Oh yeah, this is New York. Although we thought we're in Pennsylvania, but basically it was this area where states would cross. Yeah. Like, uh, and we, we saw the sign. One sign said that you're in Pennsylvania. The other sign said we're in New York, but the neighborhood is literally like right next the neighborhoods are right next to each other. So yeah, like, uh, so it makes sense why, uh, a kid like that felt like it's it's his neighborhood. It's only a twenty minute trip, so yeah. But uh, anyways, so what what happened with the kid is that he starts to do night patrols with these militia people and just keeping the uh, streets safe from the looters because the cops are not doing anything. The cops, uh, let's be honest, guys. Like I, I don't care what excuse people make about the cops saying, oh, they just have a crappy orders i'm like don't follow them come on officer do you not have any pride in yourself do you not have like any pride for your own community so what if your chief police tells you to stand down you don't stand down arrest your chief police if you have to you know what i mean (laughs) literally like absolutely uh, yeah why why should some uh person who's paying you have to patrol the streets isn't that what they're paying you for like like the citizens of kenosha don't they pay taxes What's the point of your department? What is the point of your job when you have a taxpayer or a potential taxpayer, as in uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, you have a taxpayer patrolling the streets for you and you're just saying, oh, I'm following orders. There's like you and 20 other guys, 40 guys. I don't know how many people you have in your own department, your precinct, right? But I mean, like, uh, do you not have any pride for your own community? Why should these militia people be patrolling the streets, these citizen, these uh, citizen activists or conservative activists, why are they doing your job for you? And why do you only show up when there's some kind of gunfight between liberals and conservatives? If you notice the trend, do you, you notice that that's usually what they do. They only show up when the liberals start some kind of actual like gunfight with conservatives. That's when they show up and they try to kind of, maintain law and order but they don't uh but they never are there never to be found when these uh, uh blm protesters these antifa criminals uh when they start looting they're, they're nowhere to, to be found at that moment they're only there whenever a conservative screws up or like in this case i don't think kyle rittenhouse was screwing up kyle rittenhouse by the way uh i, I went a little bit far off, off topic but what i'm trying to say is that like kyle rittenhouse he was patrolling the streets uh, and these looters, they started to attack him. Now, the argument is that he had the intention to kill. No, he, he had the intention to protect. He was, he was protecting uh, a community from being destroyed. He was, he was there uh, with his rifle protecting the community. The people who attacked him, they had the intention to kill. Had he not had uh, his uh, rifle with him, he, he probably would have died. Uh, he probably would have died the same way that one conservative person died in Portland, Oregon. Uh, the guy in Portland had no gun. That's why he died. 
But uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, he survived because he had his rifle on him. And, and basically, if you watch the videos, if you look at the photos, it's clearly obvious that Kyle Rittenhouse was simply defending himself against three criminals. By the way, he shot at three of them. He killed two, and one of them was wounded. Now, for those, for those of you uh, who've seen, like, all the footage, you guys seen the bloody hand. Uh, you seen, like, that one arm is about to fall off. <laughs> it's very brutal, very, uh, very bloody, very messy. So if you're the type of person who's faint of heart, I don't recommend you watch this stuff. But, um, yeah, uh, it's very graphic. But, like, uh, I just think it's very interesting how um, uh, the left is trying to destroy this kid. And I- I'm just thinking, like, uh, where were the police in that moment? How come the police were not doing their job? That's what really uh, bothers me. But, yeah, enough of me ranting. Um I think it's uh, Dio's turn to put in his two cents on the matter. Go ahead, Dio. <laughs> well, well, thank you, King. Uh, so, secondly, let, so firstly, let's talk about the police themselves. Uh, you talked about them at length about them having pride in their community. I totally get that. However, however, there's something that we really have to discuss uh, about the police. In that, at least in modern day policing. You have police officers who may not even be from your community patrolling your community. I've seen it in multiple, uh, multiple police departments, whether it's in Seattle, whether it's in uh, Portland, whether it's in any of the major big cities or even in smaller communities. Uh, quite simply, you have police officers who are recruited from out of state, um, sometimes from in-state, but a lot of times from out of state. Uh, and then they go to patrol your communities. And then when they have their days off, they either stay in the city, you know, in which they patrol, or, or they go back to their, you know, to where they live. So they may not feel the same sort of connection to the community that, say, uh, a community or a police officer from that community or from that city may feel toward his or her, uh, his or her city. Uh, whether it's Portland, Seattle, or Kenosha. So it's quite possible that the reason why these officers did not rally and basically disobey an unjust order, the unjust order being to stand down and not protect your community or the community uh, from these radical left-wing terrorists, is because they simply do not feel the same sort of commitment from uh, or towards uh, the cities that they patrol um, because they're simply not from that city. It's quite simple. Um, now, that's not to say that they can't feel that same sort of community spirit, so to speak, that police officers originally from that community might feel. But it is an explanation as to why they may not feel that, or they may not feel that incentive, or have that incentive to go and... Uh, basically disobey the order given by the police chief, chief of police, what have you, and say, you know what, enough is enough. We're not going to take this bullshit anymore. I'm sorry, if I can't cuss on <laughs> on the air, let me know, uh, and then we can just air that out. But just in case, uh, we're, we're tired of the BS that's happening, and we're going to disobey this order because we know it's an unjust order. Because it is an unjust order. You take a look at all the different 
uh, at all the different uh, riots that have happened, in which police have failed to show up, in which police have failed to, to stand up for their city and say, hey, you know what? We're going to actually do some, uh, we're going to take, take our prerogative and going to patrol the community and protect it from these crazy rioters. Every time what happens, and you see what happens every time, the police are told to stand down, whether it's by their chief of police, uh, who usually gets their orders from the mayor or city council, what have you. Um, and so it, it, it's endemic across, across the country in all these different cities. It's not just Kenosha. Um, you see mayors, you see police chiefs capitulating to the mayors and saying, you know what? Due to the mayor, we're not going to uh, we're not going to police the streets. So, what really the problem is is that police aren't defying unjust orders. They simply take the orders, like good subordinates should, and you know stand down. The problem is is that with standing down, you allow these rioters, you allow these communists, Marxists, what have you, to go and basically destroy your city which then gives the initiative or the incentive to people like Kyle Rittenhouse uh, and other you know, militias uh, that are now sprouting up across the country to go ahead and actually go and protect these cities that the police have basically failed and abandoned to their fate. The fate being looted and looted out of all their merchandise that they need to be able to have a continuing functioning business. And that's, a, and, that's, and, that's, and that's a real tragedy here. You see a breakdown of law and order. You see the police departments failing to stand up and protect. To protect and serve. You see the police failing to protect and serve their own communities. Now that may be for a variety of reasons as, you know, as aforementioned. But then we simply cannot say that we simply cannot judge people like Kyle Rittenhouse and other militiamen or militia women, as the case may be, around the country from standing up and saying, you know, we're not, you know what, we're not going to take this anymore. You know, we are going to protect our communities. We are going to protect them from these rioters who seek to destroy the, the very fabric of our, of our great nation. So you know what? I have nothing but respect for Kyle Rittenhouse. Because the people that he quote unquote murdered, basically killed, were communists, and communists aren't people anyway. So <laughs> let's get that out of the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, honestly, I mean, uh, they aren't people because what they want to do is they want they want to bastardize na- nature to an extent that I didn't even know was possible, uh, and they want to destroy the very fabric of what makes America America. Or the very communities that you know, the, the the character of the nation, the character of the particular communities in which they riot, you know, they're not American citizens as far as they're concerned. They are enemies of the state. And you know what? There's a law um, that a lot of people don't know about, and this is sort of shifting topics a bit, but not too much. Uh, all of Marticus. Um Many people don't know of the of back in the fifties. There was an act signed by communist, excuse me, signed by Congress, 
uh, that basically outlawed communism in uh, uh, in the United States. I'm looking it up right now. Um, communism. And while while you're looking, yeah. Well, look, um, are you still looking for that? Because okay, so while you're looking, yeah, at, here it is. Okay, okay found you found it. it. So here okay. it is. So basically, the communism, excuse me, the Communist Control Act. Uh, it was an act signed on October twenty fifth, twenty fourth, nineteen fifty four. Uh, it outlawed the Communist Party and prohibited members of the Communist organization from uh, basically uh, meeting up. It was signed by President Eisenhower. Uh, again on the 24th and it criminalizes criminalizes membership in or support for the communist party or quote unquote communist action um, and so it's actually a law that is still in effect today it has never been repealed the communist control act of 1954 and I think the federal government you know which is indeed headed by the president has to be proactive in realizing hey you know what we have legit communists here on uh, out on the street. For instance, Black Lives Matter. It is a it's officially uh, aligned with Marxist teachings. And again, what's the end goal of Marxism? Communism. So, you, so the president has to understand that he must uh, take proactive measures and prosecute all these Marxists that are running amok. And to and you do see that to an extent happening. Um, for instance, I just saw a video in, let's see, I think it was in California, that uh, federal agents uh, arrested uh, some Antifa members. Oh, actually, an even more cogent example is in Portland, uh, I believe a few weeks ago, or last month now, uh, in which there's a big uproar over BLM, Antifa uh, people, or again, they're not people, they're terrorists, um, basically being detained by the federal government and something that I think could be used is the Communist Control Act because again, these people they are aligned with Marxism and again, the ultimate goal of Marxism is communism, so why don't we bring that back? You know, bring the Communist Control Act back start to actively use it Um, because then that'll start to wake you know, a lot of the normies up you know, basically Americans up to the fact that the com- that this country is currently under assault and has been under assault by communists, Marxists, for the longest time. And it's high time that we the people stood up and realized, you know, it's time for us to take our country back. You know, we don't want our memorials. We don't want our statues, uh, our historical statues taken down. It's part of our history, whether we like it or not. But these people, these Marxists, they want to take it down. People who are marching out in the streets, like BLM, like Antifa, they want to destroy the very essence, the very nature of America. And it's high time that we, the people, said enough is enough and stop the BS. Yeah, um, I agree with you there, exactly. And what's interesting, though, is that um, one problem with the whole communist act uh or the communist control act is that there will be some lawyers out there who will say oh it's unconstitutional and uh, uh, we could talk about this topic some other time where how basically a republic doesn't work why the republic doesn't work uh and basically um 
you you brought up a good a good topic right now for like a net for our next show I believe where we could discuss why republics will always fail and this communist control act basically um, as much as I support it right as much as I agree with it at the same time uh, it's also slightly like a violation of the First Amendment too but that's a different topic and we'll discuss that in a different show. But yeah, I that is I, true. Yeah, I, will, yeah. I will agree with you there. Yeah, I, but anyways, but like I, I still agree with that. Yes, the, the president has federal authority. Like so, whenever some liberal complains about what happened in Portland, how come the president is, is using federal authority there? Well, like yeah, he has that authority, but that's not the point, though. I still say that's not in that it's not enough um, because. Um, I believe that was all just for show, just to kind of rally some support. But anyways, uh, that's not the point. I still think that's still suspicious, though, because uh, earlier you mentioned how, uh, yes, police uh, could sometimes have other units from different uh, communities who are not from the same town. And I get that. But I still just think it's suspicious that police usually arrive whenever the conservatives or right wingers do something unusual right so you'll have like the city being looted it's looted then conservatives show up uh stop the looting and then that's when the police show up and they arrest the conservatives and we saw this perfect example happened uh, two nights ago uh Kyle House, uh basically um he was arrested and he's now being charged with a first degree murder which uh, again i believe that that case um i believe that he has a maybe like an 80% chance of winning that case because there's so much video evidence. There is so much, uh, uh, so, so many photos out there. Uh, there's so much evidence to prove that Kyle Rittenhouse was acting purely in self-defense. But then there's the argument that, uh, that some folks tried to bring up today saying that uh, he's 17, he's not allowed to carry a rifle, but, I read somewhere else that according to the laws of Wisconsin, that it's okay for 17 year olds to carry rifles. So hopefully um, that will not be used against him, but either way uh, he had every right to use lethal force in self-defense. And I believe that the state of Illinois is trying to charge him because that's where he's from. Despite the fact that he did not commit the crime. Well, he did not commit any crime. Zero crimes were committed. Um, but unless unless uh, you want to count carrying the rifle while being 17 years old, if you want, if you want to count that as a crime, okay. But still, um, uh, he did not murder anybody. He was acting in self-defense. And still, he killed those guys in Wisconsin, yet the state of Illinois is trying to kind of press charges, despite the fact he did not commit any crimes within Illinois' borders. But we already see the... Uh, how it's all turning political. Um, basically, um, I believe that if there's going to be, there's, I believe there's going to be similar incidents. And um, uh, some some people are saying trust the plan, trust the QAnon plan. It's all BS. Um, because uh, I believe that like we're going to see more and more of this, uh, especially with the Floyd riots, when the, with the whole Floyd situation, when George Floyd riots happened. Um, basically, we saw the escalation. We saw where, where it was going. It was happening nationwide. Um, here in Arizona, we had uh, pro-Floyd riots and lootings. Uh, Arizonans, we became victims of that. Uh, uh, other states became victims of the George Floyd riots. So um, 
I'm I'm waiting for the Jacob Blake rise to happen. And plus, uh, I mean, if we and but during this riots uh, in Kenosha, we we have Kyle Rittenhouse uh, arriving to to protect uh, the community. So uh, I wonder what's next. Uh, and I believe, like, if you're asking me what's next, I believe that. Uh, it's going to get worse. It's going to escalate and it's going to probably escalate before the elections. That is my theory. That is my hypothesis. Uh, but what, what, what do you think? Do you think it's going to escalate and do you think we're, we're going to see more and more of this um, each month or is it going to be not each month it might be every week now? Uh, what, what do you think? Well, the unfortunate, so the thing is, is that I don't want to see violence. You know, I'm a peaceful man by default. Um, that being said, I would not be surprised if events like these keep happening. You know, whether it's uh, Jacob, what's his name? Uh, Jacob uh, Blake. Uh, the guy, Jacob Blake, that's it. Uh, the guy, the convicted rapist, or at least alleged rapist, uh, being shot by the police, resisting arrest, or whether it's events like Kyle Rittenhouse down in, uh, or up in, uh, or depending where you are, up in Kenosha. Um, taking matters into his own hands, basically, and, you know, joining up with the militia to protect, uh, show, to protect, uh, I'm sorry, hold on just a second. Yeah, I, I think we're, uh, I'm doing a podcast uh, right now. Uh, yeah, Dio, are you okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing fine. I was, I was just, uh, momentarily distracted. Okay. But anyways, yeah. uh, restart again. So if it, so for instance, we're going to, or whether it's, uh, people like Howard Showing up, showing up to places like Kenosha, trying to protect local businesses as part of a militia, and then having to act in self-defense because somehow he gets uh, separated from his guys. And he shoots in self-defense, kills three commies. Um, stuff like that is going to continue happening. Again, I don't want it to happen, but I see it happening. I see it. I absolutely see it happening. And... Um, I absolutely see it happening. I don't want to see it happen, but it's going to happen because we are reach, reaching a tipping point in American politics where law and order has been abandoned to respect, quote-unquote, the opinion of the mob. Well, I think that's, absolute, that's an absolute tragedy. And it's not as if this mob is honorable in any sort of way, it is influenced by Marxist teachings. Yeah, and let's not forget. Um, let's not. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, uh, Dio, but let's not forget that uh, the baby boomers create the system where we have such crazy, violent youth who are are disenfranchised with the system. And so we have like these two extremes. We have the Antifa guys, and then we have Kyle Rittenhouse, right? And what I I have to say is that like uh, Kyle Rittenhouse has done something that the baby boomers should have been doing 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more, you know, and I, I, I don't like to blame boomers a lot. I don't like to put a lot of the blame. I don't like to try to blame as much, but in this case, it, the boomers did create the system, the baby boomers, that is, and now they are reaping the benefits of the, they are now reaping the benefits of their inaction or action, poor as it was. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, but yes, basically, yes, I'm, we are going to see an escalation 
of events like these. You're going to see massive protests in the street whenever a black person gets shot uh, by the police. When you when you say when you say protests, uh, you're probably you you meant to say riots and looting. Well, there are going to be protests in addition to riots and looting. There have I have to be objective. There have been peaceful protests, but they have been overshadowed by the riots and the looting, which have happened more frequently than those quote unquote peaceful protests. We cannot, we cannot simply say there, there haven't been peaceful protests. There have. But they have just been overshadowed and overpowered, overnumbered by the riots and the loot, looting that have been happening. Um, and the funny thing is that these protests, peaceful as they may try to start out, really do devolve into riots and looting. So, yeah, so we are going to see a lot more of that an escalation. Uh, thereof during the an escalation thereof before the presidential election um, for November 8th I believe it is this year or 4th I should say November 4th uh, and then especially afterwards in, especially if Trump wins we will see more of these riots we will see more of these protests because the radical left absolutely despises despises the president even as much as they despise Biden, you know, he's, he's more powerful to them uh, than a Trump, than another four years of President Trump. And Trump, even though he's flawed in many different ways, is still a better pick uh, to be leading the country than uh, creepy Joe Biden. <laughs> um, so not only will, so TLDR, not only will we see an escalation of riots, protests, militiamen shooting in self-defense. Not only will we see an escalation of that prior to the November 4th elections, but we will see an escalation to heights we've never before seen after the election. Because the left, they will not feel depleted. They will not feel defeated either uh, of their energy and of their hatred for Trump. In fact, it will be magnified even more because then they'll have to deal with him for another four years. Uh, uh, they'll have to deal with his quote-unquote tyranny, which is laughable. Um, so, basically, yes, that's it. And it's very, it's very sad, because I'd rather see peace, but it is what it is. Yeah, and uh, I agree. Also, I believe that, um, that if Biden wins, we'll still see the escalation continue, because... I've noticed that in states where uh, states that are blue, um, like uh, they're the ones who usually have more of these riots, more of these uh, lootings going on. And so uh, I believe that a lot of states are going to, to turn blue. I do believe that, unfortunately, my state of Arizona is going to come blue as well. And this is when... The liberals will feel more free to do whatever they want in a blue state. And so I believe that a Biden victory will continue the escalations either way. So regardless if Trump wins or if Biden wins, it doesn't matter. Uh, I still believe that the escalations will just get worse uh, after the elections. So you think that even if Biden wins, the, the, pro, the riots and the looting, will escalate even more 
Oh, yeah, because uh, let's be honest, uh, even Trump said this. He said this at the RNC. He said, hey, if Biden wins, uh, basically our uh, your, your right to carry uh, guns, it's gone. And let's be honest, uh, that's immediately what Biden's going to try to do. And he's going to try to take away the guns. And so we're going to have, let's say, counter protests. Now, we are the real protesters. We're not going to be the looters and, <laughs> and, every, and all that stuff. We'll be the real protesters. But obviously, the left will try to counter protest us. And most likely, it will be lethal force that the left will try to use and so either way the escalation will happen it will happen in different phases regarding who the uh, depending on who the president will be the escalation will just happen in different phases uh and like oh like like basically it could play out uh either way either way there will be escalation uh regardless who the president is that's my theory so yeah like and, and, I, and I guess like uh, that's all we had to say for the show now, right? Because I think we've uh, basically came to the conclusion that guys like Kyle Rittenhouse are heroes, and we need more men like Kyle Rittenhouse. Because uh, I don't think I don't think Kyle Rittenhouse is a boy. I think he's a man. He's a way he's mature for his age. He acted like a hero, and he did the right thing. And so hopefully we have more men standing up for our communities out there and yeah uh that's all i gotta say um you want to add something before we have to go yeah so um even though i have to agree with you even though kyle rittenhouse is only 17 uh, he definitely proved himself to be a man much more man than any uh much more man than even most conservative men could claim to be um because even even though a lot of conservative men talk a big talk about standing up against Antifa, standing up against the Marxists, you know, the people who are destroying our country, they're all talk. Kyle Wittenhouse was all action. He actually went to Kenosha, a city that's in an, even in another state, a city that's not, not, not even his own community. He went there to try to protect his fellow Americans from from having his store being looted by rioters. And he showed initiative. He showed training on how well someone is trained with, you know, and brought up well in the Second Amendment and how to shoot can defend themselves against uh, these leftists, these leftist uh, war fear mongers who are threatening to destroy the very foundation of our civilization. So he proved himself much more a man than a lot of conservative men who lot about wanting to destroy Antifa. Kyle Wittenhouse is a man of action. And Kyle Wittenhouse, if, if you're listening by any chance, we salute you. Hell yeah. Uh, all right, everybody. Well, that concludes our show. Uh, y'all have a good night. Uh, please promote us uh, or sponsor us on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash Hall of Kings. And uh, so I would like to wish you all a, a very good night. All right. And I wish you a fantastic rest of the evening to all of our listeners. And I wish you have a wonderful and absolutely stunning rest of the night.